The Apostle Paul says, death has been swallowed up in victory. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good Monday morning, my friends. I hope that you had a great weekend and that you're coming into Monday rested and refreshed, prepared for the week that lies ahead. And on Mondays, we always look forward to what God has in store uh, for the week that's before us. And uh, we trust that uh, His plans will uh, lead and guide us into all things. Uh, today we're preparing to finish 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We're going to be focusing specifically on verses 50 through 58. But uh, before we get into the text, let's go to the author. Heavenly Father, we love you today. Uh, we thank you so very much for your uh, good uh, gifts to us, for your faithfulness to us, for your mercy and grace. Uh, Lord, where would we be without you? Um, all that we have, we receive from you. Uh, our hands would be empty apart from what you provide. Uh, Lord, we come today hungry. We come prepared uh, to hear what you have to say to us. So we pray that you would tune our ears to the sound of your voice, that we might receive what you have for us as your spirit teaches uh, we love you, Lord. We thank you for your word, and it is our deep desire to apply it uh, as your spirit leads to the benefit of our growth and grace that we might be more like your son, Jesus Christ. We pray all these things in your name. Amen. All right, my friends, here is 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty through 58. Here's what Paul says. I declare to you, brothers and sisters, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Listen, I will tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For the imperishable must clothe itself with the for the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. That's a mouthful. <laughs> Paul says a lot here, obviously. And uh, once again, we're doing a survey of uh, 1 Corinthians 15, not a deep theological unpacking in the sense of uh, we'd be here a long time if we tried to unpack all of this in the fullest sense. Uh, there's a lot here, but we do want to try to make sense of it as the Spirit leads us uh, into the Word today. Um, Paul begins the passage by encouraging his Corinthian brothers and sisters to understand that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. In other words, there are no human bodies going to wind up in eternity Flesh and blood is perishable. In other words, it dies. And eventually, uh, like anything in nature that dies, it will disintegrate 
and work its way back into the soil. Uh, these earthly tents, these fleshly bodies of ours are not intended uh, to live on uh, beyond the grave, um, but our spirits are. And Jesus promises uh, that the body that we knew in this life will be resurrected to new life in the next. But these perishable, body, perishable bodies will die and disintegrate and degrade and, and um, uh, become part of the, uh, the earth once again. From the earth we came, from the earth we will return. Uh, these bodies are of the dust of the earth and that's where they go back. Paul says, uh, listen, I'll tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. So what he's indicating in 54 is that not all will go to the grave before heading into the eternity that God promises those who follow Jesus, those who devote their hearts to him and receive his salvation. Uh, and that's a mysterious statement. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. Um, and so uh, that's an indication that there will be some in this life who are immediately ushered into the life hereafter. There will be some who uh, sleep and wait for the return of Christ, at which all of the dead in Christ will be raised to new life as is promised here at the sound of the last trumpet. The dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. Now, we don't know, uh, as far as the substance of what our resurrected bodies will be, uh, but we know that our souls absolutely live on beyond this life. At the moment of your death, your soul does not die. Your soul lives on, and it will live on into the eternity uh, that your um, life trajectory determines for you. If you uh, rebel against God, if you uh, work against His will, if you fail to acknowledge your need for grace and mercy, uh, God will allow you to spend an eternity apart from Him, uh, as was your choice. Uh, if you profess Christ as Lord and Savior, as it says in Romans, uh, you'll be saved. If you declare with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. Um, and so uh, we're headed for the eternity that our uh, life choices uh determined for us. If you wanted to be away from God in this life, you'll be away from God in the next. If it was your desire to draw close to Him in this life and to submit yourself to Him in this life, then you'll be with Him in the next. It's a pretty simple transaction. We will not all sleep. We will all be raised, and when we're raised, we'll be changed. Uh, those who are in Christ, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For the perishable must clothe itself with, with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality. So we're going to leave behind these old earthly bodies, but we're going to be given an all-new resurrected body uh, when Jesus comes back uh, for those uh, believers uh, who are um, in the grave and will be raised to new life and will be changed into uh, that um, uh, eternal resurrected body that God intends for us. 
I wish I had a better sense of what that was going to be like and what those bodies would look like and how that would uh, look when it all comes together. But we'll have to wait and see. Um, we'll have to wait and see what that all looks like uh, once we are in the, the life ever after. Uh, Paul says in verse 54, When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? We know because of Jesus that we are inheritors of victory over the grave. Jesus uh, uh, was crucified, dead and buried, and on the third day rose to new life. And he uh, reigns victorious over death. And what a precious promise that is to us. Um, This earthly life can be so painful. We watch people we love suffering and uh, eventually passing on from this life. And uh, we see the toll that illness and injury and age and um, addiction and all of these things take on the human body. And we just desperately long for victory uh, over death and the grave. We desperately long for victory over the things that hold us back in this life. And I love these words of triumph. Paul says, death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. Now, we know that's true. Uh, Sin is what leads to death. Uh, In fact, that's what's promised in the Garden of Eden, that sin would be what Adam and Eve inherited on the basis of their actions, um, and that would lead to their death. And the power of sin is the law. The law reminds us that we're sinners, that we're really, really, really good sinners, and that we can't choose good on our own apart from the grace of God. Uh, But Paul relishes in the truth in verse 57, saying, But thanks be to God, He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. There's nothing we can do on our own to be victorious over sin. We are inheritors of the victory that Jesus won. Uh, over sin and death, and uh, we can be grateful for that. But it's not our victory until we surrender ourselves to it. It's not our victory until we submit ourselves to our need for a Savior. And then uh, Paul finishes out the chapter saying, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. If we're victorious, then then all we got to do is stand firm uh, as we go through this life. Let nothing move you, Paul says. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. We just have to stand firm. We got to hold the line. We got to stay close to Jesus. We got to uh, we got to follow Him in whatever trench He leads us into. We got to devote ourselves to the work of the Lord in the world so that others might come to know Him and also be inheritors of this precious and powerful victory that Paul speaks about here. And uh, he promises that we know that our labor in the Lord is not in vain. Now, our labor in the Lord may be uh, faithfully laboring in our workplace, but it's ultimately our labor in living out the Great Commission, the call of God in Matthew 28, to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that Jesus has taught and commanded. And that's the labor uh, in the Lord that is not in vain. Uh, what a precious promise, my friends. And I pray that you know, wherever you find yourself this morning on your journey, maybe you're a little 
a little uh, journey weary, you're a little road weary, and you're just feeling like it's it just feels like nothing's going your way, and this life is taking a toll. Let these words be of encouragement to you. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Stand firm. Stand on what you know. Uh, cling to what you know. Let nothing move you. Give yourself to the work of the Lord. Become available to Jesus and what he wants to do with your life. And know that your labor for him is not in vain. All right, my friends, I'm encouraged by these words and grateful for them. I pray that God will continue to teach you through them as you uh, consider them today. God bless.